Though I made efforts early on to thwart his mission, I proposed a change of heart to him who to his mother was engaged, and somewhat later stirred up an enraged but inept ruler in a bloody scheme to do him in, and came within a dream each time of full success, I came to see that if my victory complete would be, I had to choose my timing carefully. Welcome to the Inverse Theology Project. This is Volume 11, Number 6, Spiritual Theology. I'm your host, T.M. Moore. Satan watched as Jesus came to earth, a baby in a manger, and he reckoned this was his great opportunity to seize the throne of God. If he could overcome God's Son, take him captive, and own him, then he could mount his final, and he hoped, victorious assault on the throne of God. No wonder Jonathan Edwards described the devil as the greatest blockhead who ever lived. Here is part one of Invaded. I saw him come from heaven on that dark night of my soul, descending to embark upon my ruin. But I would not sit by and let this messenger from God all my achievements bring to naught. He must be taught that even he can be deceived and bought off with the right enticement when I've wrought my wiles against him. So, at least I thought. All in due course, all in due course, my curious inquirer. Before his advent, sin a furious and far-flung empire had become among the peoples of the earth. The old, the young, men, women, nations, every tribe and tongue, including nearly everyone who clung fast to the covenant of God, were bound and owned by me. My lovely lies were found in every culture, in a multitude of guises, some sublime, while others crude but all effective to divert the minds of men from seeing clearly all the signs of God's existence, leading them instead to make up gods and systems in their heads by which they justified their fleshly ways, all true and saving thoughts of God debased, and gave their worship and devotion to the one who taught them such fine things to do, that would be I." And while for some this great achievement might have been enough, the hate I bore within my soul for him who all the while ruled every detail, great and small, of my vast empire, left me not content with all that I had thus far gained, and bent with firm resolve to drag him from that throne and make all final sovereignty my own. So when he dared my earthly compound to invade, I saw at once what I must do, my kingdom to defend, and all my gains preserve. And yet I also saw those chains borne in his hand and wondered what could be their use to such a lowly babe as he. Though I made efforts early on to thwart his mission, I proposed a change of heart to him who to his mother was engaged, and somewhat later stirred up an enraged but inept ruler in a bloody scheme to do him in, and came within a dream each time of full success— I came to see that if my victory complete would be, I had to choose my timing carefully. Let him be grown and strong, and let him be presented to the world, endorsed by some divine announcement of why he had come here in the first place. The embarrassment that I could bring upon his covenant would be more luscious and convincing when I humbled him, who in the eyes of men was set for my destruction by divine approval. I would therefore bide my time." and at the proper moment strike the blow that would my awesome, fearsome prowess show by making him who came to vanquish me my prize and slave for all eternity, and then his son, my captive once for all, I would achieve the Lord Almighty's fall. But 
There was much to do till then. I drilled my demon hosts relentlessly. It thrilled me to observe their full obedience to my every word, as to and fro to do my bidding they went forth from me each day, extending my domain in just the way I planned to overcome the gates of heaven. Mine were the orders daily to them given. I orchestrated all their movements. For my pleasure they deceived, tormented, or, if I preferred, destroyed both men and nations. I stimulated vain imaginations to yet more foolish schemes. I prodded kings and emperors to feats of vanquishing and bloodshed never seen before. I blotted the glory of the Lord from minds besotted with sensuality and lust. I stirred up strife, spread fear and famine in the herd of men, and sowed confusion everywhere. I strewed the world with warfare fair plagues and storms. I skewed sound reason when it sought to penetrate the veil of lies and darkness to create a space for truth. I reveled, I delighted, I fairly gushed to watch as men, benighted by their insatiable lust, distorted truth to suit their selfish interests or to soothe their guilty consciences and gave to me, in many guises, what should only be to God ascribed, complete devotion. All the world before my feet would one day crawl, and then would be the time to mount the skies and lay hold on my glorious heavenly prize. Thus, every day, from that bright morning when he first appeared among the ranks of men, I shored up all my gains, intensified my presence among men, spread far and wide my demon hosts, and made an atmosphere on earth uncordial to his being here, so that when our great confrontation came to pass, he would regret in deepest shame that he had ever left his distant throne to challenge and confront me in my own domain. Yes, there would be a binding and subduing then, but not quite as I'd planned. I, I know your thoughts. How cruel and heartless he who thus so wretched caused all men to be, who for the sake of wounded pride bore down so viciously on helpless people, ground them into dust, and then exulted to behold their suffering. What a fiend to do such things to people, and with no remorse. May God do likewise unto him and worse." I'm deeply touched to see such sympathy from one who every day conspires with me against the purposes of God. Do you indeed suppose that I could ever do such wicked, wondrous works without the aid of those who in God's image have been made, but who, succumbing to the law of sin, decide that there is something for them in the ways of flesh and self-indulgence? Spare me, please. You know that deep inside you are for one thing only— how to satisfy the longings of your ever-lustful eye. The plight of men back then resulted from no other cause than this, though I gave some encouragement to all their inborn bent and sealed them to me in my covenant. So you who would condemn me, save your breath. Your own souls pull you down with me to death. That concludes Volume 11 of the Inverse Theology Project. Visit our website, www.ilba.org, to discover the wealth of resources available to help you grow in your walk with and work for the Lord. You can review all the previous issues of the Inverse Theology Project by going to the website, clicking the Resources tab, then clicking the Inverse Theology Masthead. Volume 12 of the Inverse Theology Project continues the story, our blank verse rendering of the four Gospels blended into one narrative with the account of Jesus' birth and childhood. Until then, for the Fellowship of Alba and the Inverse Theology Project, this is T.M. Moore.